motorsport and motoring radio show. Now on 88.5 FM, the valley comes alive. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au. All right, episode 146 of the Talk and Power podcast, and we've got some, not strangers. Royalty. Royal, yeah, royal, that, royalty. that was a word. Yeah. Actually, Todd actually wrote down introducing people that need no introduction. Boom, boom. I'm here with David Smith and Denver Parker. Thanks for joining us, guys. No introduction. Yeah, thanks for having us, and big shout out to Adam at the Podfilter. It's good to finally get on for the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam's. What's Adam up to? Three or he's up to three, isn't he? Yeah, I need to catch what up episodes? with him. I know you're listening, Adam, yeah. and I, I honestly need to catch up with you. I have a present for you. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. I know that present. I've seen the present, and I have it's had awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah, I have a present for you, Adam. So I'll catch I didn't up with disclose you what it was either. By the way, oh, congratulations to joining the club of putting your car on its roof. Oh. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think he's in the process of straightening it out as we speak. So yeah, that's correct. Best wishes to Adam. Hey, guys, look, I mean, there is a reason why we got you in for this podcast. Uh, not only good blokes, we love having you around. I know, I know, we, we, we love having you guys around. It's great to yeah. have you here. But uh, I know that you were an integral part, not the only integral part, but a pretty important part to biz. So for the uninitiated... What I mean, beers, people are probably thinking, well, we're talking about liquor on the episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> there is a lot of that at the end, <laughs> <laughs> amongst other things. <laughs> but for the uninitiated, <laughs> just... <Spud> gun, <laughs> <anyone>? <laughs> if you want to explain the um, beers, what that stands for and what exactly, what it is. Well, we're not allowed to say 24 hour of lemons anymore. Sorry, did I say that out loud? You did. God. That's all right. Ian and Camille are going to get another letter. Yeah, you said the bit uh, that you meant to think, not speak. Sorry, sorry. External we, voice, external we have, voice. We have editing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so beers is budget extreme endurance racing. So, or as I know it, Bunky Motorsport. Although they're probably not really bunkies anymore, really, are they, Denver? Well, they are, to a degree. I was going to bring that up later in the podcast, but... Is this because I watched a bit of it from your feed? Actually, mm. your your feed on. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But tell us because it doesn't look like bunky racing anymore. Yeah. Well, Dave could probably answer it better, but it's more. I mean, because I'm just the competitor side of it, so Dave does all the organisation bit, but no, not all of it. Well, no, it, Camille, Camille, basically, beers is run by Ian Jeffrey Motorsport. Yes, um, so Ian Jeffrey and Camille Hatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and Keelan Park is, is the clerk, of course. I got drafted in to give them some assistance in, in leading up to the beers 24-hour um, because Ooh. Ian was kind enough to, to see my job-wanted post after Targa. <laughs> Targa's <laughs> yep. got canned by those who shall not be named. Um, and um, yeah, Ian was kind enough to reach out and, and ask me if I wanted to lend a hand helping organise it, which I gratefully accepted. And I've got to be honest, I had an absolute ball, absolute yep. ball. But um, So... It, it is designed as really grassroots motorsport. Mm-hmm. So there is, a, a um, I guess, alleged cap on the, the cost of the vehicle being under $2,000. I think it's actually 1985 or, or something yeah. in the regs. Um, but basically it's you know, cheap car 
and then on top of that, you're allowed to, to put safety equipment. So that mm-hmm. purchase price doesn't include you know, the cost of the roll cage, cost of the seats, harnesses, etc. Yep. Um, does have to have a proper cage, does mm-hmm. have to have proper seat and harnesses. You know, the drivers are fully kitted out, as they should be, in you know, frontal head restraints and helmets and driving suits and the like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, because obviously the safety is pretty much paramount, but it is designed as grassroots motorsport. Um, you know, for, for those that want to go and have some fun in fairly affordable cars in a team of drivers. Is it safe to say a number of these cars are cars that have participated in that race we're not allowed to talk about? Because it looked like I did that, I went to that a few years ago, probably two years ago, and it looked like there was a bit of a crossover there. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of cars that were, because that series is no more, that were built for that purpose yeah. and then have obviously carried on into the new variant of it. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm just curious to know. I like the 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 catch. One of the catch cries that I read: um, champagne racing for beer money. Absolutely, it, yeah. it, it it does look like that, doesn't it? It, it? it is pretty cheap. Once the car's established, I mean, obviously the last couple of years have jacked up the prices of cars and stuff like that. But um, we got lucky with ours. I mean, we bought our Mirage for eleven hundred dollars. Bought the donor car that all the parts came out of for the motor conversion and stuff like that for six hundred bucks at Pickle. So. Um, as long as you, yeah, if you do a lot of blatantly obvious stuff, you're going to get some penalties where they give you extra laps and things like that where you've got to work off to catch up. Um, you know, so there is a, a penalty system. You can apply bribes, um, yep. which is <laughs> a, a, allegedly. Like allegedly. <laughs> the Italians will do well at that. <laughs> <laughs> They'd just leave a horse head on your bed, wouldn't they? <laughs> so. Or a concrete bag. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so there's penalties, like Keelan's got a... a pretty good system which is proprietary from what i understand if keelan's listening i don't think anyone knows what his system is but but basically you know the, when they're doing scrutiny of the vehicles they look at whether it's got standard brakes or modified brakes you know standard engine modified engine um you know there's a certain tire wear factor um to stop people you know running super slicks and, and mm-hmm. things like that um so oh, what else is there or suspension. Suspension is another one yeah. that, that gets looked at. So he actually applies penalty laps depending on those level oh, of wow. modifications yeah. to try and sort of level the field out. So if you come up with a rocket ship, then you lapse behind the eight ball to start wow. before okay. the start that's, of the event. Not a bad idea. Yeah, it, it works pretty effectively too. Yeah. So you know that obviously being, as we've discovered, a fairly standard car or at least a motor and whatever car is probably going to be the more reliable option. If you yeah. take something highly strong, it's yeah, you're always on the point of breaking it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, whereas the standard car, obviously, or standard motor is obviously built to take years and years of driving and hang on. So yeah, yeah and it's the E in the endurance. Yeah, you know, the E in the beers is endurance, and, and yep. that's you know the, the next event coming up on fifteenth of October is literally twelve hours from mm. six till six. Yep. Whereas the last one was twenty four hours, and yeah, the, they did a lot of laps in the twenty four hours. Yeah. I was just about to ask that. So did. Were you able to get the 2,400 kilometres? No. 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 Okay. What they get, 21 or 22 or something? It wasn't far off, but yeah, there, was okay. a, there was a period of fog. It was about the, half an hour to an hour where they lapped under the safety car at like 20 k's yeah. an hour. Yeah, I saw that. So that was Saturday I was morning. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we, we had shifts, so I'd, I'd gone to bed, and um, look, the, the, the rooms are quite close to the track. So I had earplugs in and sort of half asleep, and you, you never really quite sleep properly at those events, but um, half asleep, and then it all went quiet. And I'm sitting there going, man, I can't hear any cars. There's something gone wrong. And I'm, I'm half awake. Um, you know, something gone wrong. 
and then I sort of drift off and then I hear a few cars go past and it turns out that it was the whole field yeah. under, under safety car and then I drift off again and then I'm, I'm sitting there. I, I woke up and I thought, mate, if it was that bad, Ian Camille, if it was that bad a problem, then Ian Camille would surely yeah. wake me up. <laughs> but they were all <laughs> circulating under deep fog. Yeah, I, so I, I, see. Did, I did see that on the Saturday morning, so it looked pretty pretty intense, that, that Yeah, fog. it was about 1am it came in. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, was, it was there for a while. It did come and go a bit later on in the night, but yeah, it was that period where they had to slow everything down because you could barely see 20 metres. I mean, we were standing at the, the pit exit and you could only just really see the cars coming through. Yeah, okay. Yep. So. I've, I've got a note here from Keelan. I think they did 1,221 12, laps, which I think was 1,955.6 kilometres. Yeah, and there was a, a, a section there they lost some timing as well. It was about 40 laps. That yeah, so, okay. so yep. we actually have the distinction of being the first people to break the Natsoff timing system oh. because it was only designed to go to 999 laps in one session. Oh, <laughs> so, there you go. So, yeah, okay. so we're wow. looking at it going, why are all the cars laps stopping on 999? <laughs> so, so there was issues with, with the timing system, which I'm sure will be resolved for, for later events. Can I ask a question? Because I think I read it somewhere, but I, I, ne- I, I stand to be corrected if, if I'm incorrect. Is this the first 24-hour race we've had in Western Australia? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. I did 24-hour yeah. continuous race. It's yeah. the first 24-hour continuous yep. one. Yep. Um, there's been previous ones where, from memory, they've done it over two days. Yep. Um, but the first 24-hour continuous race in WA. Mm-hmm. Okay. From your point of view, staffing something like this, David, like tell us... Give us some rough idea of how many staff you need. Like, how many hands do you need on deck for a twenty-four hour kind of race? In, in terms of marshals, track staff, and and all that sort of. That was, uh, I guess, that was the interesting thing. So, as far as Ian Jeffrey Motorsports concerned, there's you know, Ian himself and Camille um, in the business, and then I, I came in and helped. Um, so, I guess from an admin perspective, it's, it's those people. Mm. Um, in the during the event. The main thing is the flag marshals. Yeah. And, and being 24 hours and being bloody cold in Collie, um, we were quite conscious of, of turning them out fairly regularly. That was one of the reasons why Ian made the call to run the short track rather than the long track. So we needed, I think it was five, five flag points, I, ideally six, but I think the minimum we could get away with was five. Um, and... So there was basically you know, the five five flag marshals for the whole twenty four hours. Now the teams did contribute to that. So each team we had a roster. Okay. So we swapped them out every hour, um, and then there was a number of flaggies from the Collie Motorplex group. Uh, just they're just fantastic to deal with. Mm. Um, so there was a number of I guess professional in inverted commas you know, mm-hmm. flaggies that came and helped out both that night and and then you know, once the sun came up. Yep. There was a number of them during the day. So it worked really well. Yep. Um, it would be a struggle, you know, manpower-wise, to run the long track mm. for 24 yeah, okay. hours. Yep. Um, there was some discussion about whether we'd run it and switch to the long track in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, we didn't because with rain and bits and pieces, there was puddles everywhere and yep. it, was, it would have just been mayhem. Mm. Um, but for a first event, I know Ian and Camille and, and the guys are absolutely stoked with, with how well it went. And how well it was received by the competitors. Yeah. Okay. Devin, from your point of view as a participant, tell us then. I mean, give us some data in terms of average. You know, the the we'll say the average car race car in that twenty four hour period, or even yours as an example. Then, 
fuel, tires, brake pads, rotors as well. Yeah, so ours is a kind of a because it's a light car, it's pretty good on brake pads, and we found a pad that if we hadn't broken it twenty two hours, would have lasted the whole twenty four hour event just on the one wow. set of pads. Um, we managed to eke the rotors out to fourteen hours on one set, and then swapped another set in. Um, but fuel, like we drove it hard, but we're still short shifting because obviously you don't want to rev the absolute yeah. crap out of it the whole way. But we were averaging about forty liters for two hours. Okay, um, all right. So we were doing sort of driver changes two hours. Yeah, you know, put forty forty five liters in the tank and go for light. But yeah, uh, tires lasted the whole event because oh, because wow. you're not carrying the speed and you haven't got the weight of the cars and stuff yeah. like that. Um, yeah, plus, okay. uh, it's a road tire. It wears fairly well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so consumables are actually quite cheap. Yeah. I mean, we've probably spent two grand all up for two complete sets of tires because you look for a three by, by three, get four deal. Mm. Um, <laughs> a couple of good sets. Of, <laughs> yeah, we put a, a good race pad in, yep. not a not a street pad because they just last. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, yeah, and just throw away sort of cheap rotors are like $20 each sort of thing. Yeah, okay. Because um, you are going to break it. Like, rotors are just going to die. They're the consumable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you could... I looked at putting full, you know, like a race brake setup and a good rotor and stuff like that, but like, this is just the cheapest way to go. Mm. Like a, a good race rotor, you're still probably looking at $1,000 for a pair. So how do you you guys practice changing that? I mean, it's oh. no, <laughs> just on the rock up and okay. Yeah, I, I showed the rest of the guys what you know how to uh, do it. If I wasn't there in the case, we had to do a couple of rotor swaps, but it took us about five eight minutes to swap oh, a set really? of rotors. Yeah, because we weren't having to change the pads, so we just had a pair of welding gloves, wiggle the rotor a bit, free out the pads, pull the caliper off, slide a rotor off, rotor on. Caliper back on and the way it went. Yeah, yeah. supercar tech. Yeah. So there's guys who've done pads in three minutes and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, like it's, it's pretty impressive at that level of motorsport, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, it is. It is, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's supposed to be some sort of entry level, and I, I get. I'm, I'm not disputing that it's not, but it's starting to, you know, <laughs> if let's just say if I wanted to do it, like the group of guys that I hang around we've got no hope because there's no one there that's oh, going to be able to do that it, it is bitterly serious it, like there's a whole <laughs> group of us and we are so racy against one another like we've known each other for a long time we're all motorsport guys and we just want to beat the crap out of each other yeah and it is brutally serious up until something happens you know, yeah at the end of the day it's like yeah you know, everyone did well sort of thing mm. um yeah but there's also that camaraderie as yeah. much as there's the like on the track it's game on as soon as they're in the pits they're helping each other out they're sharing yeah. parts yeah. they're sharing this they you know there was diffs out of cars and people were given spare diffs and it, it was really honestly it was the most fun i've had at a motorsport event yeah. in, in years at, at that level it was really good fun and a really good um spirit which you quite often not disparaging you know the racetrack but you quite often don't see that mm. at, at track events yeah because it is yeah. door to door and it's all game on but but this event there was a lot of camaraderie and mm. a lot of fun a lot of mickey taken and a lot of fun before the event and after the event <laughs> particularly yeah. the night before and the night after <laughs> um, it was it was really good fun yeah really good fun what about fuel as well do they still have that designated fuel area yeah. where you so you you go off to down there and and fuel up yeah okay that was the yeah same. so the fueling fueling and i guess from a from a safety perspective that's one area that 
the event is exposed to. Mm. So you know, most other track events, you're not refueling the cars, or if you are, you're using dedicated fuel rigs, mm. you know, dry brake systems, etc. You know, these guys are putting fuel into the tank with 20-litre drums. Mm. Um, so there was a designated refuel area inside the burnout pad yep. down at the motorplex. Um, we implemented a, a timed refuel this year, and that was to stop them rushing. Um, so that they didn't have to rush the driver trains, didn't have to rush the refuelling, um, that'll actually be carried forward. Um, yeah, okay. Because of, again, because of safety, it is the risk. And then there was a separate bulk fuel storage area mm-hmm. and all the fuel separated. There's obviously fire crew there the whole time. Yep. They were there the whole 24 hours. Um, so that is, I guess, the one area of risk at this sort of event. Mm. Um, you know, so... And, and it levelled the playing field as well. So yeah, you weren't trying to jam the fuel in quickly. So you could actually see them. They were taking yeah, it easy, you know, having a bit of a relax. Um, yeah. So it actually worked quite well having that fuel area. They have the designated, there's just one person fueling and the driver, that's it? Uh, three. Three. Oh, three. So three yeah, per so car. Yeah. One, one on the fuel, one on an extinguisher and then. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or do, yeah, and or then a the maximum area. of five in there. So because we removed the rush. Um, we we sort of upped it to a maximum of five cars in there, but I, I never actually saw five in there at any no, time. I don't, I don't average think three, was. maybe four. Yeah. yeah. It just depended where everyone's fuel up times were and where yeah. they were in the, the spectre of things. I did cop some abuse from Denver, though, <laughs> <laughs> because Denver had Denver had a, a very good idea, which unfortunately wasn't allowed. Um, so <laughs> I, copped, I copped a bit of a... Um, yeah, a bit of bit of fun from Denver on that one. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I won't ask. We won't ask. Uh, Bush took. <laughs> that's all we'll say. Bush took. <laughs> Bush took's in a funnel, but that's all. Um, do you want some stats from the event? I'd love. I would love some stats. Actually, let's have some stats. So, um, twenty one thousand one hundred and fifty five laps mm-hmm. were recorded. I like the recorded bit because there was a few laps there that weren't recorded because of the NatSoft software. They had to reset it and start the counters again. Um, 33,848 kilometres were recorded. Jeez. These are all stats from, from Keelan's um, uh, trophy presentation <coughs> speech. Um, 33,848 kilometres is actually just over two full laps of Australia. One-tenth of the distance wow. to the moon, if you don't hit some space junk coming out of... That landed in New South Wales. North Pole to South Pole and back up past the equator. 85% of the circumference of Earth. And as I've already said, we were the first people to break the NATSOF timing system. So I reckon it's a pretty successful event. And of all of the teams, what do we have? We had 24 teams entered. 21 crossed the line. 21 actually crossed the line. Wow. That is um, 20. When did the MX-5 break? About an hour before the end. No, no, 15 minutes. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, but they, they, they actually started breaking about five minutes into the event. Some people didn't even make the actual start of the event because they were still bolting your heads back yeah. onto a motor. Oh, they, yeah. they got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so that, that broke in Hutch, wasn't it? Yeah, they broke, the it in, broke it in practice. Rip, it was a Cortina for, I think it's a 302 in it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, they did a head gasket, pulled the entire top end of the motor apart and pulled it all back together and rolled out at about 9 p.m. or something like that. How do you get a Cortina for two grand? <laughs> oh, mate, pre-coded. 
Yeah. Well, I sold mine for about a buck fifty in, in, in nineteen seventy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Tina with a three hundred two for two grand. Yes. I'm in for that. Yeah, Simon likes this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, there are some cars that you know are very clearly worth more than yeah. Yeah, they're two grand. Um, but like again, COVID obviously threw a big curveball to cheap yeah. cars. I mean, stuff like Excels used to be a hundred bucks, but then obviously yeah. they raced them very well nationally. So it's t- consumed a lot of old cars. The demolition derby guys wreck them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, so all these cheap cars are very rapidly kind of vanished off the scene. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, there is a lot of hunting and stuff like that. So yeah, okay. You can still get cars that are roughly in the ballpark. Um, yeah. And yet they're all say, you know, if you buy a car and you sell parts off it, that value can then go towards the, the build of the car. So. Oh, okay, righto. I understand. Yeah. Yep, all right. Yeah, so yeah. it works. Two grand, inverted commas. <laughs> but, yeah, but again, if something's valued too much, then you just start with more penalty laps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, and the outright performance of the car will say you've spent a lot of money. That's got a lot of horsepower and yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Right. Uses more fuel, more brakes. Yeah. Spend more time in the pits. So mm-hmm. it, it is a balancing act. Yeah. Um, if, for sure. Yeah. And if you look at the, the average times and the, the ones that generally finish and that sort of upper percentile, they're all about the same pace. Mm, yeah. Yep, yep. So One of the Hyundai's actually won um, the Best Head Award. It was done up as a... As a um, oh, it was the, D- oh, the D- D- DJ Sierra's. DJ Oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually had... It was all done up in red with hell instead of shell. Um, and he actually had... It looked like a WRX yeah, wing. Upside-down WRX wing, they'd whack with the middle bolster in. Yeah, with the bolster, <laughs> oh. so it looked like the rear wing off a, off a Sierra RS500. It was, it was it really was well. Really, really, really well put together. Was it go well, go straight to hell or something? Yeah, was, yeah. The, was the slogan <laughs> on the back of it? But isn't that the spirit of the Absolutely. event, I guess? Yeah, yeah, isn't, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's kind of like the, the, the reason why. I, like I said, I went, I, don't, I can't remember. What year did I go to the, 20, the other oh. race? We can't say. I can't remember. I was supposed to be there as well, and I can't remember. I, it would yeah. have been over three years ago. Because yeah, it yeah, it was, was definitely more than three years ago. Two, three years now. So. Yeah. Actually, it was yep. pre-Spicy Cough. Pre- yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, uh, actually, no, I think it was around the start of Spicy Cough. Oh, sure, that's right. Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah, because yeah. the, the beers guys were running the aforementioned event while the organisers couldn't get into WA. That's right. right. That was the last one of the other one. So it was probably early 2020 and then late 2020 or last year they kicked off with the beer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, is there a lot of guys? I know back then there was. There was a lot of guys racing for particular (coughs) causes or charities. Is that that still the status quo? No, that's it's dropped out, I suppose, for the moment, whether that'll get picked up and carried Mm. on. Dave could probably explain better. There's still... They've established the event very well. It's yep. still in its infancy, I suppose. Mm. Uh, but, you know, maybe that's one of those things that will come back or might not, or yeah, who yeah. knows. Yep. Well, I know Ian's working on a lot of things in the background. Um, you know, one of the things that he has been looking at, and it was linked to to a charity as well, was um, trying to break the, the world record, Guinness Book of Records, for a number of vehicles in a race. Yeah. Um, so there's been some discussion with um, the Motorplex about how we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the issue is Motorsport Australia, another name that I shall not mention. <laughs> um, they actually they actually have track limits yep. for, for races. Um, so given that we run under WSA, the biz events are run under WSA, that doesn't kick in, but you've got to be a little bit careful with that, obviously. So so what, um, what we're looking at doing is working out 
how we can actually structure a race that has to have 216 cars in it yep. um, for to beat the record. And that record was actually ironically held by the, the 24-hour of Lemons guys in the US. Okay. Um, so they actually yep. hold that record. So Ian's working on a way that, that we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um and um, yeah, hopefully that'll that'll help support a charity as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So if we can get that off the ground, which would be fantastic. Yeah, no, no, certainly. I, I um, I, I saw that they, they were speaking of who we're not allowed to talk about. So this event is sanctioned by AASA, or yep. yeah, okay, right, yep. yep. And in all honesty, brilliant to deal with. Yeah, very easy to deal with. Um, the, the guys over there are very helpful. One of the things that that um, AASA um, have implemented across Australia is every official has to have a working with children's clearance mm-hmm. um, for obvious reasons these days um, or in WA a, a national police clearance mm-hmm. so which is unfortunately a bit of a barrier to finding officials um, as you can imagine mm-hmm. however they've given me approval to actually act on their behalf in signing the volunteer side of the form so yeah, instead okay. of it being eighty-eight buck cost for three years of working with children's clearance, it becomes an eleven-dollar cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they were very amenable to doing that. Yep, really easy to deal with, and very open um, in dealing with this for, in relation to the to the Guinness Book of Records mm. attempt as well. They're yeah, quite okay. happy to to entertain that, and yep. just got to give them some subregs as to how we're going to do it. And mm. they've given us a verbal okay, so let's hope we can we can do that and. Get another record here in WA apart from breaking that soft. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, I'm in, um, I'm thinking of entering. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm talking out loud here for people that are listening. That might be no Falcons allowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless it's by you. <laughs> so tell us, how does one go about getting entered? I mean, you enter the event. You need you get a, a double ASA day license, or uh, you need. Uh, what, what sort of? I guess what I'm asking here is someone like me that doesn't have any racing credentials. Yep. How do you go about entering this event? If you, if you, if I was able to, you can field it. You're the official. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're presuming I know the answer. <laughs> that was a good handball. I was impressed. <laughs> I've got some tips for the Scos Eagles as well. Yeah. Oh, he's just worried I'm going to turn him. up or you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Denver's handball went to me. He's just. Trying to keep me talking so I'd ask him who was driving the car when it broke. Oh, um, you know so that answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. So um, each competitor has to have a, a either a double ASA um, general speed license mm-hmm. um, or double ASA events actually do accept the equivalent MA license. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know, a lot of competitors already have an MA speed license particularly if they do rally sprints and the like, or stuff up at Wanneroo, speed events, etc. So you do have to hold one of those. Um, then it's pretty much pay your money and turn up with the right safety gear. Mm-hmm. So the smaller events require a minimum of four drivers. Um, the 24-hour, we, we upped that to five, and that was pretty much a fatigue management decision yep. um, to try and sort of let people sleep. Um, but, yeah, speed licence the relevant safety equipment, um, and that's it. Fill out the entry forms and that's about it. It it is a very easy process to get down there. And then obviously it's the the car and prepping that accordingly. Yeah, Yeah, and the the prep side of it, as long as you're reading the manual, there is information on the website 
yep. um, which is www.motorsport.beer, which I think is a cool website, <laughs> uh, easy to remember. Um, so, so yeah, so there is information on there about prepping the car. There's a set of standing rigs which give you guidelines as to what sort of um, what you need in relation to the roll cage, you know, what mm. sort of safety equipment you need, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. So there is some standing regs and then each individual event has supplementary regulations. Um, but it is, it, it's very basic grassroots motorsport. Yeah. So if there's yep. any questions, you know, everyone's free to help. Um, or not everyone's free to help, but everyone will help. Um, mm. And it is you know, pretty basic motorsport. We try mm. to make it as easy as possible to enter. Yeah, so scrutineering happens the day before or week before or yeah, month both. before. Week, week yeah. both, yeah. Week, yeah, okay. week or down at the track. So if you've been before, obviously, um, yep. you know you know the cars or you've passed at some point. Your, your apparel's passed, so you generally mm-hmm. just sort of turn up on the day. Whereas yeah, if you're a new competitor, you want to go that week before in case you have to address anything that's going to mm-hmm. prevent you actually going out on the day. Yeah, yeah. It gives yeah, you that okay. window of opportunity. So if yeah. you're at the track already, it's too late to fix something that's serious. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, unless you know, like we presented our car for its first event down there, but actually no, we did do it the week before. But yeah, you know, if if you're confident enough in the prep of your car, if you've got you know previous race car prep and stuff like that, you know what's going to be good and what's going to be bad. So yep. it does yeah, make okay. it a lot easier. Yeah, able to tell us who won? Like, they were, give us some results? This, there was no true. winners. Exactly. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, I, I suggested, Ian, that we just put an extra field on the entry form that says, what do you want your trophy to say and charge them 100 bucks?" But there's uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually... Best AU Falcon in <laughs> white. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you said best AU Falcon in the well, same sentence. Yeah. So, <laughs> the good thing about the event, I suppose, from... A lot of perspectives is the most number of laps don't really count. That is considered the the lower end of the awards. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, leading up to the the spirited event being the one that everyone wants to get. What do they call it? The the meat tray. Meat tray. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, was it they, really a meat tray? No, no, but that would be good for the barbecue afterwards. It's pretty like, cool, wouldn't yeah. it? I know um, someone we can ask for that. Yeah. I know two people well, we can ask for a meat tray actually. Yeah. So yeah, like, can I tell you best trophies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Best okay. tro- they were sensational. Luke Marsland, um, yep. some of you be familiar with Lukey from the from the HSV club. Um, unbelievable! Every trophy was unique and made out of engine bits. Yeah, okay. So, and every every trophy moved. So yeah. there was some element of movement in the trophy. Huh. One was made out of valves and, like, honestly, best trophies ever. I, I think we've got photos. If we haven't got photos on the website, I'll put some up. But So there's, there's five awards, and as Denver said, only one of them actually relates to laps, which was a shoot, shooter's award, and that went to Egotech with 1,900 and, oh, sorry, 1,221 laps. Uh-huh. Um, 76, I think, they had on their recording. Oh, did they? Yeah, on their, they had the little <laughs> counter in the car. So uh, how, how long? Sorry, 1276, 12, I think they got. Mate, they would have got pretty bloody close to cracking the tooth yeah. out, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, then Best Head, which from memory was the best presented car, went to Gasset, mm. Team Gasset in the in the Honda XL. Um, the Dregs Award went to Starsky and Hutch. And um, that was purely because I don't think they spent a lot of time on the actual track. <laughs> so, um, and I think they were a mixed team. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, the Raunchy Award went to Old School. And the meat tray, as Denver said, is pretty much, I guess, the spirit of the award, um, the spirit of the event, went to, to Rightway Industries. Okay. Uh, or, or team Rightway, I should say. Yep. Um, so, and they... Like they were just fantastic. Just they kept at it. 
I think they had car issues as well, didn't mm. they? And they were throwing diffs at it, and like they just they put an engine in it on the literally the week before, and yeah. like all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and and they also helped us with um, supplying um, uh, tilt trays, and like just really, really quite helpful. Um, mm. So again, so no real outright winner, which again is sort of in the spirit of it. So you know, five different awards to yeah. very different cars. Yep. Yep. Tell me, Denver, when you're when you're on the track, how much spirited driving is there? Like, oh, it is flat out. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know? Are you aware of the guy in front of you or the guy behind you? He might be twenty laps down or thirty laps down. But are you you're you're racing for position all well, the time? Well, it is spirit, but it's always in the back of my mind, and pretty much everyone else's. Um, you know, like it is. It's an endurance event. You've got to finish. So mm. if you're piling into someone, it's generally not a good idea. I, for the first time I ever actually hit someone on a track in my yeah. racing career um, at this event, and I've never got out of a car and seen two people shake hands and go, oh, look, that was both our fault. <laughs> yeah, like, you just wouldn't see it anywhere. Did you notice that the other guy's not here to defend himself? <laughs> yeah. I never saw the handshake. <laughs> <laughs> it did happen. Oh, I'll put money down. So you still got a helmet mark from a helmet <laughs> in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't scaping on the side of the track. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, like it's a – everyone's out there having a crack, but it is very – you're aware of other people out there. Mm. You don't – dive bomb people, you try and be courteous, give everyone space. If you don't do that, you get a penalty. Yeah, you will okay. get dragged in off the track and you'll have to do something like and colour in. Penalties are awesome. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. awesome. And, and don't you say colouring in. Yeah. 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 And awesome. not just colouring in, a my pony colouring in. <laughs> yeah, which unfortunately <laughs> was our car because he tried to overtake someone in the dirt. Like if you leave the track, that, that, that's an instant penalty. Unless yeah. it's obvious that you were pushed off. Uh, but if you're trying to go three wide down the straight and you're in the gravel, then like you're going to be dragged in. Yeah, yeah, and, okay. and that's a, a you're looking at at least a five to ten lap oh, wow. deficit just for that kind of antic. So <laughs> it, it, there's the encouragement not to to get penalties is there. Yeah, yeah, okay. and the penalties, and again, this sort of goes to the whole spirit of the event. Like if that was a serious race, mate. Mate, stewards would be involved. They'd be bloody throwing money, monetary fines around you. They'd be throwing infringement notices at you, et cetera, et cetera. Like in this event, Killen pulls them in, mm. gives them the chat, and instead of a monetary fine, they've got to do a penalty. Yeah. And, and like, you know, 5 a.m. in the morning, someone's actually literally got a box of crayons colouring in a My Pony. And he, if he went outside the lines, he had to start again. Like it was, <laughs> it was serious. And they went up on the notice board. There's a. Actually, no one sat in the um, naughty corner, did they? There was like Camille had set up a naughty corner with a dunce hat, <laughs> like for them sitting inside. You know. So the car is off the track for this duration. Yes. Yeah, oh, car wow. gets pulled yeah, in. That's so what I mean. Yeah, it's not someone else from the team. It's like the person in the car serves. <laughs> and the if it's bad enough, the whole team do. Yeah. Okay. So we went from colouring in test, and and obviously you know, it's limited that you can do it at night and sort of keep it safe. But um, you know, once the sun come up, at the dummy grid. On on Collie became a beep test yeah. for, for all five crew, and given that there's like I think about fifteen places for dummy grid cars, they were shattered by the end of it. Like yeah. If I'd have done it, mate, you would have had the heart paddles out in the oxygen. <laughs> but um, but all five t- crew members are doing the beep test. But the best one, killer. This is just sensational. <laughs> they came in and they had to. He gave them, I think, six bowls, plastic bowls, and a box of Fruit Loops, mm. and they had to sort them by colour. 
So, and that was that was because that was because of multiple infringements. Like they'd spun heaps, they'd been off the track. Like it was multiple infringements, and they must have been there for ten minutes, fifteen minutes at least, actually yeah. sorting these, throwing them over the shoulder, eating them. The kids were eating them, but the whole family were watching. So it wasn't just the five guys in the car. Like their wives and partners and kids were just cracking up, filming the whole thing. <laughs> it was just honestly the the best penalty system ever. Yep. Someone had to fix the the motorplex um, um, pace car. Because someone who may or may not manage the motorplex clouded a pole with it, and um, <laughs> popped the um, popped the headlight and bumper out. So oh, another no. team had to actually come, and their job was to try and fix it. So they've got zip ties out, and they've got the screws out, and undoing the bumper and putting it all back together, and. And then another team, <laughs> safety car had almost run out of fuel, <laughs> so another team was penalised by putting 20 litres of their fuel into the safety car. <laughs> so yeah, okay. all the penalties were just fun and, and yeah. held in. Yeah. yeah, The serious element was they got a bollocking, yep. but then the penalty, instead of giving a monetary fine that just mm. pisses everyone off, yeah. um, the fun element of it um, really, really goes some way mm. to keeping the spirit of the event. Yeah, yeah. Denver, tell us a bit about, I, I watched... Uh, Todd sent it to me, but you had a bit of an onboard live video stream on on Twitch. That yeah. was awesome. Was that the whole twenty four hours? Or it would have been, except I um, I tried it. The the last beers event had a couple of technical issues where we'd start the car and it dropped the GoPro out and stuff like that. So yeah. I created a couple of workarounds on that. One being a, an inline battery to keep the GoPro powered and prevent any of the dips that the Wi Fi dongle I had in there. And then um, tested it in practice work mint. And forgot to turn the main power feed onto the battery, so <laughs> oh, okay, right it drained on. it in practice. And I went to fire it up at the start of the race. It was like, oh god, why isn't this working? And I thought it was the USB because the camera had battery power still because yeah. it's got its own battery. And then was, the USB dongle wasn't playing the game. Pulled it out, tested it, and then put it back in the car. And it still didn't work. And then it dawned on me what I'd gone, but it was about two three hours in. But yeah. beyond that, yeah, it ran basically. I think it dropped out once, yeah. and it ran the yeah. whole event after that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. So what happened, I mean, you were talking oh. about, was that using similar technology or? Oh, well, kind of. Yeah. So the, when <laughs> I did the original one back in uh, April this year, I was like, well, I want to try and multi-car this and run a bunch of cars into a central server at the track. So I got some Wi-Fi gear, um, which I'd started playing around with and was testing. And then Todd and one of our other compatriots mentioned this to a, a Wi-Fi, commercial Wi-Fi supplier, who were all very keen to come on board, had a bunch of gear and then the main tech came down with COVID on the Friday oh, before. Right. <laughs> so it puts an end to that. Yeah, it uh, absolutely harpooned the idea. Yeah. yeah, and then I got stuck in Karatha, and I was, I was supposed to be at the race, and mm. I was still going to plan on bringing down a small amount of gear to literally just test with Denver. Mm. And, yeah, I was stuck in Karatha, and you get home until the Friday lunchtime, and you guys had already started yeah. running around the track. So yeah. it, it, it's still <laughs> a, a plan I want to evolve because it, it obviously the concept works. We can... Yeah, you know, get a reasonable data stream out of there. Yeah, I'd just like to be able to, you know, get a few cars and maybe some track positions and stuff like that, and feed yeah. it all into the one bit and stream it out. Watch this space because, yeah, yeah. because I like. I mean, as I said, I watched a bit of your live stream. I actually didn't realise it was from your car. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't mm. sure, but I, I, you couldn't I tell from his singing. No, oh, I, we had I don't the stereo know. going. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, doof, 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 doof. I was watching it. I was actually uh, watching it the Friday night. It was it was a night time anyway when mm. I was when I was watching it yeah. and. Uh, yeah, like I said, I, I thought there was a bit of not spirited driving, but he's weren't hanging around. Like it wasn't, it wasn't. Mate, a, it was it was game on. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. seriously game on. <laughs> yeah, was, people are ducking up the inside of everyone, and and well, it's three wide down some of the straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the middle of the night. Three wide's pretty keen on a track that's really two and a half at best. 
know, and, like and Ian had actually um, Ian had actually got eighteen lighting towers for the track, and then we had another four in the pits. So yeah, the thing okay. the thing was pretty well lit up. Yep. I mean, I wasn't driving. Dem can probably comment. It, from it wasn't bad. Weirdly, the stream looked pitch black unless you were sort of right next yep. to someone. You could differentiate cars, but mm. yep. yeah, it wasn't too bad. There's obviously you know there's room for improvement, like anything. But yeah, for a first off event, it was pretty well done. Mm. Yeah, what a big yep. shout out! If there's any transport companies want to come on board, because mate, the hire of the lighting towers is a cheap bit, but getting the damn things from Bunbury to Collingham and back is yeah. just mm. astronomical. Yeah, like, yep. without doubt, the most expensive part of running the event, just insane. Yeah, yeah, but they're kind of a unnecessary evil, aren't they? The yeah, lighting absolutely. towers, but yeah, yeah it, it it adds. I can imagine it would add a fair bit of cost. So you need people to run them as well. Obviously, you need to run diesel out to them, or they uh, had enough they, diesel. They actually ran all night. Yeah, it, the, the yep. new LED lighting plants, the old halogen ones, you'd maybe yep. get fourteen or so hours. Yeah, you'd have to fuel them daily. Speaking from a mining experience, but the new LED ones, they will last. I remember at one time I was at where they lost one in a puddle after a massive rain event, so they just left it sitting there running and it went for like six days. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, no, more than enough overnight. Yeah. Because okay. obviously you just start them at the, yep. it gets dark and turn yep. them off in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but more than enough overnight. Yep. One of the other things that they run at this event, which um, taking a leaf out at Speedway, guys, is the race receiver units. Mm-hmm. So, the little baby units, not much bigger than a matchbox, where you plug a normal you know, normal headset into, just a normal you know, music, iPad-type headset, um, and they're all tuned at the same frequency. Mm-hmm. So race control can talk to everyone on the track at the same time. Yeah, okay. So when people were coming in to serve penalties or whatever, um, you could basically say, you know, car 22... Yeah, come and serve your penalty again, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and and black flag and and it actually worked very effectively. So yeah. you know any yellow flag situation, there was no red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. mm. So the race did um, even under the pace car, but it did run the whole twenty four hours. It was not stopped at any point in time, mm-hmm. um, which is just a fantastic effort. But yeah, little race levers, and it's the same as as what they use at the speedway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fifteen hundred channels in them or something, just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, yeah okay. little baby, little baby box. Yep. Yeah, uh, which is quite effective. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's it's good to know. It's quite interesting. Like, I mean, it's a, supposed to be a grassroots event, and lot, but there's still a lot of money that gets poured into it, doesn't well, it? A lot of they're a hundred fifty buck unit. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's in the global scheme of things, next to nothing. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's, it's a one off cost. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's like most uh, the initial entry is going to cost some money, like a roll cage, even a, a bolting cage, still not mm. cheap. Like for a good one, anyway. Um, but you know, like once the initial outlay's done, it's just cheap. maintenance. Yeah, it is a cheap, very cheap form of motorsport. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. A, to put it in perspective, a set of tyres is two and a half grand. Mm. Just a set of tyres, what I do. Yeah, mm. um, something serious. Whereas that's yeah, you know, our whole running cost for a year of three long, yeah, you know, three events. That was so the April one was nine hours on two days, eighteen hours all up. We've just done the twenty four, and then there's the twelve at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Bang for buck. It's you know, fuels obviously up and down on cost, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's cheap. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of the twelve hours, so tell us what's coming up for for beers. So twelve hour event. Um, yep. Entries are open now, mm-hmm. and uh, as I said before, yeah, minimum of four drivers. Um, from memory, it's two hundred and seventy five bucks a driver. Yep. Um, and it's the fifteenth. Oh, sorry, Friday is the drivers briefing um, practice documentation on the Friday, and then it's from 6am Saturday through to 6pm on the Saturday. Um, Ian does the Saturday racing intentionally, 
Mm -hmm. Because then you can sort of relax Saturday night and everyone can dawdle home on Sunday. So um, rather than running late into the afternoon on Sunday and everyone's in a rush. So yeah, I can quite, yeah, I can well. I can see the the benefits of that as well. Yeah, yeah. the 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 so the twenty four hours of Friday started Friday yeah. started yeah. Friday night. Yeah. Yep. Six, when did it start? Five. Three. Three. Three, three, to, three. three yeah. to three. Three to three. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so 15th, 14th of October is a Friday. The race is on the 15th of October. Um, again, you know, the website's motorsport.beers, www.motorsport.beers. Oh, sorry, beer. Singular, beer, singular. Um, and yeah, entries are open now. Yeah. Um, ironically, there was an extra couple of awards which we presented at the last one, and one went to um, Will White, for those involved in Tarmac. Um, you know who mm. Will White is. Mm. He got the award because he was the last to enter, the last to pay, the last to turn up, um, the last to be prepared. Was like, he even there for the start of the race? I don't think he was. No, was I, yeah. I, I don't think he was. It wouldn't have mattered anyway because their car lasted like <laughs> five minutes sec. before it broke. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Will from Bunbury? Yeah, yeah, Darden, yeah, so yeah. it's probably the closest competitor, <laughs> yeah. um, apart from someone in Collie. Not, not picking on Will, but I know you listen sometimes, Will. Pretty standard for Will. <laughs> yeah. very, very, very standard. Industry standard. Yeah, yeah, very standard. We love you, Will, but industry standard. He'd, he'd be yeah. late to his own funeral. <laughs> 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 so, certainly late to service parks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, hi, Will. How are you? Uh, just for openness, Will actually sponsors me at Darden Up Removal. So, thank you, Will, for your sponsorship yeah. and all your servicing. Um, but yeah, so so Will got the special award for that. Um, and their car, ironically, lasted, I think, five laps before it blew a diff. They pulled it out. Then it got stuck in third gear. Um, they literally had the gearbox out, back in, then freed it up. Then it got stuck in third gear. So they literally ran probably 21 out of the 24 hours in third gear only in the MX-5. Oh, my God. And oh, wow. because of all the hassles, they neglected to check the oil. And this wasn't Will's fault, by the way. I'll clarify that. Neglected to check the oil and literally... Blew an engine 15 minutes before the end. Oh, no. So after all yeah. of that, and he was setting some cracking times in yeah. that car, um, having some fun. Anyway, regardless, so after all of that, being awarded the last for everything, guess who was the first entry and first paid-up entry? No. Will Beers in his own car. Will White. Will White. No. Oh. Nice. So I did send him a message which was just hashtag who the f is the real Will White, <laughs> <laughs> which those who know Will will understand what that's about. But, yeah, no, dead set. He's got his own car. He's bought a Lancer. They've got a cage for it. Him, Bill Staggle. That would have been his wife that put that in. I'll put money on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we know him. the truth, Jazz. So there's mm. some, some, targa, some targa people that have bought their own beers car that are coming out to have some fun at Bunky Level Motorsport, which is fantastic. Did it, correct me if I'm wrong, did I actually, on your feed, did I see a, a Nissan Pintara? Yep. Or was yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that, Where did you get one of those from? It, it's been a long-term entry. It is not a slouch either. It's, actually, it's a quick car. There's some interesting contraptions that are out there. KA or CA or? I think it's a KA still. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you guys are car nudes. Yeah. Oh, I just saw it on the, yeah. the yeah. video feed and I was like, hang on, is that? And I actually, <laughs> I think I messaged <laughs> yeah, you. you I uh, said, was that a Pintara I just saw? There, Not there's the most some unique interesting car. conversions. I mean, there's obviously an S13 that's got an RD28 diesel motor in it. That okay. It, that is been running for the whole time. I think that it had an RB20 in it and it blew up and they went, oh, we've got this in here. Let's jam that in. It uses the same yeah. mounts. And that thing yeah, <laughs> soots around the track as it goes. And, um, and did the most awesome burnout, yeah. leaving, the, yeah. <laughs> leaving, leaving the burnout pad after a refuel yeah. just before the end of the, end of the event too. Um, 
Uh, what else is there? Yeah. Well, obviously, we've put a, a FTO motor and a Mirage. Yeah. yeah th- there's all sorts of weird Honda conversions. CRX, there's yeah. BA Falcons, there's VT Commodores. There's the, the Falcon was one of the, one of the Falcons was a submarine at some sort. Oh, that, that thing is a weapon. Yeah. So, it, uh, what do they call it? It's. Um, Taxi. Oh, fake taxi. Fake taxi. Yeah. Fake taxi. So it, I think it's got like an EMU export can on the yeah, back of it. It's what it's meant to look like. But it's got a an LPG gas motor in it. Yeah. But it was a ute, and they've grafted an IRS back end into the, the rails. Yeah, okay. Welded it in there. It's actually an incredibly nimble little car. So they've gone and put the saloon car sort of suspension package yeah. into it, and yeah, off it okay. goes. So, yeah, there's a bunch of ex-saloon cars and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. There's an yep. old EA there that's put a bar in it, stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've seen that as <laughs> And well. there's the Mini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every event's got to have a mini. Yep, yep. So there's the old classic mini of um, Mr. Hasbeen, mm. which I thought was quite an appropriate team name <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bit of everything. And I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the October event because we can have 34 entrants instead of the, the 20. Oh, that's up to 34, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're doing long tracks. So we're up to 34 on that one. Okay. So right. looking forward to the variety of cars. Yep. But there's certainly a lot of talk about it. I wouldn't hang around getting your entry in, that's for sure. So obviously over a, uh, over a, a shorter period of time, you can you can get like marshals so you can go the long track. Is that is that the reasoning yep. behind and that? And it's daylight. Yep. Um, yeah, okay. you know, yeah, being October, it'll be a bit warmer. Yep. Um, yep. So that's the, that's the thinking behind it. Yeah. yeah, okay. I don't think they've had issues with getting marshals for the um, for flaggers in particular for the long track events. Yeah, no. yep. The, the, the motorplex are really good to deal with. Like Anna, Anna and the team down there are, are absolutely fantastic and really supportive of what mm. we do. Yeah. You know what I like about this event? It brings a little town like Collie alive as well. I'm yep. sure... D- were a lot of people from town coming in and, and watching part of the race? or I think there was a fair few in there. But the, the, the township itself, like a lot of the hotels, if you say you'll stay you know, down there for an event at the track, you get a, a bit of a discount and stuff yeah, like that. Okay. So there's a lot of the, the local support just from the township to yeah. encourage people to come and stay and you know, yeah. do things down there. So. The restaurant at the Federal was chock-a-block on Thursday night. Let me give you yeah. a tip. Yeah, <laughs> most imagine. of them will be as competitors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was... Um, yeah, I think the town's very welcoming of events as well, mm. on the whole. So you told us a bit about what's next for beers. How about yourselves? What, what's, what's, I mean, we'll start with you, David. What's on the horizon for yourself? Fully six skids in the gravel, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I've been seeing that. Oh, mate, it's insane. We, we had an event, um, which was last weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, last weekend. Yeah. Yep. Now live. It was down at um, Grimwade, so the, the South West Touring Car Club ran the Grimwade Stages Rally. Um, I think there was 55 entrants, and I think there was 19 that finished. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no real oh, – a couple of cars were a bit bingled, but no real damage, but it was – just the rain and mud. Like mm. People were slipping off left, right and centre. I've never driven in conditions like it. It was insane. You came second, did I read right? In two-wheel drive. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got to clarify yep. that bit just in case a four-wheel drive got a bit upset. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, came oh, – mate, I, I call it the Stephen Bradbury Award um, <laughs> because, honestly, there was people dropping out left, right and centre. Yeah. Like, I think one stage we went through um, stage three or four – I think there were six cars off in there. Mm. Um, but again, all stuck in mud. Like yeah. It was just insane. I've never driven anything like it. But having said that, I had the most fun. Like It was a ball. We mm. were, and you would have seen some of the in-car footage on Stalker Book, mm. um, but we were having an absolute blast. We were yeah. laughing everywhere because you know, I don't drive fast enough to get into trouble. Yep. Um, so we were having a ball. You know, Team S&G Motorsport were having... Literally living up to the name with lots mm. of shits and giggles, um, <laughs> but yeah, we had an absolute ball, 
Um, fair play to, to Ben, Cece and Damon. I think, has Ben been on the show before? No, actually. You, you want to get him on the show, mate. I should. I have known Ben for a long time. I should actually reach out to and, him and go, hey. Ben, Damon. Like, yeah. Yeah. How fast, yeah, how mm. fast they went in those conditions, just insane. Yeah. And Julian Wright in a little um, Datto 1200 that's got a, a two-litre Nissan engine in it. Yep. He was doing it on Roadbook. And yeah, he was yeah. he hosed us on the first stage like yep. without notes. <laughs> oh, just insane! Um, but yeah, lots of mud, lots of water, lots of fun, lots of laughter, and um, managed to bring it home pretty straight. Yeah. So it's a bit of a like back to a bit of motorsport for yourself competing because I know you always had a bit of you, you competed and then you yeah. haven't competed recently, but you're getting oh, back yeah. to to competing more. I used to do motor cars and stuff back in the day, but I've had I've had a, a gravel car for a couple of seasons now. Um, and I, I enjoy gravel. Mm. I, I like the, I guess I like the car moving around. Mm. I, I get bored on the track. You know, Randy Randy's just bores me. Um, yeah, no offence to anyone that does it, but it just bores me. Yeah. The difference between track and, and, and uh, gravel is that, you know, I know I'm going to crash for 150 metres because I'm sideways <laughs> the whole way going, oh, my God, oh, my God, I might make that corner. And then, yeah. oh, I didn't. Um, whereas on tarmac, you know, you've got all the grip in the world until you've got none, and, and mm-hmm. that change is instant. Um, so I, I enjoy the gravel side of it. I enjoy competing. My co-driver, Roger Pedersen, has got you know, years of international experience. Um, from He used to co-drive with um, Isuzu um, in the, the trucks, the international trucks, and Dakar and things like that. So he's got a, a wealth of experience at that level in ARC. Um, so he's probably um, he's brought a lot to the, I guess, to the team this year, and he's got a great sense of humour, but also that skill set in, in writing notes. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the next event, which is three weeks down in Cary, mm-hmm. um, middle of well, it's the 21st, I think, of, of August. Yep. Um, so looking forward to that. Um, hopefully the car's back together. Cheers out to you, Brett Wilco. Sort out my suspension with you. Cheers. <laughs> <things>. um, <coughs> yeah, no, the car, will, the car will be back together because we didn't really do too much damage to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, I guess, on the motorsport side of things. No, it's good. Getting it's to compete instead of organise, which yeah, is good. It is. Yourself, Denver? What What are you... Well, obviously the beer stuff, obviously that kind of came along. I mean, last time we sort of really spoke at length, I was obviously the skyline was getting parked and I was meant to go overseas and then someone undercooked dinner and here we are. Mm. Yeah, they <laughs> undercooked it all right, didn't they? So I, Space yeah. aids. It, it was kind of funny. I kind of had basically sort of a year out of motorsport, which yeah, yeah I didn't realise at the time, but it probably been sort of 20-odd years I'd been doing something, you know, once a month or every couple of months with motorsport. So it was kind of a good little hiatus. And then, um, you know, obviously the plan was always to go do a tarmac car for rallying. Um, the car market went a bit nuts and my original plan went out the window. And I recently bought, oh, a few months ago now, bought a, a rolling shell to make into a tarmac rally car. And TX3? Then, no. <laughs> I already have one of those. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I bought the, the car. And then obviously what's happened Australia-wide with the uh, pause on that is kind of put all that on a bit of a stop at the moment. So, um yeah, look, it's a wait and see game with that, really. I mean, yep. if if that the plan I have for that is still tenable, I'll go with that and then mm. uh, build that car up. But otherwise, you know, I'll pull the skyline back out, which I'm going to do. Um, you know, a couple of events this year because it's just sitting there. It's basically you know, it needs a couple of things sorted out, which I'll I've already made a start on, and then um, you know, go do the Malaga Sprint and there's the Time Attack thing and a few bits okay. and pieces I'm yep. going to do just to, you know. 
just for a bit of fun, really. Yeah, yeah, so, yep. yep. So you're doing the Malaga sprint? Yep, and, and then there's another one, the Jindalup Festival of Motoring they're doing, which yes, will be yeah. the lap around Jindalup, so I've popped an entry in for that. And then, yeah, the Infinite Time Attack up at Wanneroo. See so okay. if I can go faster again than the yep. 58.8 I got yep. out of it up there. Yep. So... Are you yeah. doing the Ellenbrook one as well? Or? No, I'm away, unfortunately. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Yep. So. You're away. Yeah. yeah. You're We're back for the Sunday. Oh, the Malaga one's a week later, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> fortunately, yeah, work, work you know, gets in the way of things still. Yeah. So I took yeah. a bunch of time off already to go race a beer. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> so work has to come back in. But yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah, of no, where I've been enough. sitting yeah. at the minute. And then, yeah, we'll just keep plugging away in the beer's car. Yeah. I reckon yeah. a shout out to, to Ross and Jan at Targa, Targa West as well, for given that MA have paused everything for them to actually get that event back up and running to the extent that they have and, and all the different elements and sort of rejigging Targa West to effectively still being, you know, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, mate, fair play to them. I reckon they've done a bloody good job with that. Yeah, certainly have. And, I, I mean, I spoke with Todd about this, I don't know, when was it? Uh, probably two months ago. But, yeah, yeah it was it was not looking good, really, two, two and a half, three months ago. But, yeah, to pull that off and to get to tweak it, as you said, yep. to still bring an event to Allenbrook, to Malaga, to Langley Park as well, um, well kudos to them, really. Yeah, and no. I, think, I think the Allenbrook one will be sensational given that it will be during the day mm. rather than in the evening. I think that will actually go ballistic. Yeah. Um, and then obviously to keep the, the, you know, the Langley Park happening so there's a sprint in the morning and then the, the – Rally sprint in the afternoon with everything on the Langley Park display yeah. plus you know, Shannon's classics on the park, etc. I reckon it'll be good. So the city of Perth are happy. Like, in fact, a shout out to all of their sponsors. Yeah, because all of them have kept on board and, and sort of going, I guess, with them on the journey through mm. through this pause. Yeah, I mean, it's important that they they. It's I'm really happy happy to hear that as well. That like the city of Perth, obviously yeah. the Allenbrook Community Collective, yep. as well, have still. Bought in on the Midland Toyota, yeah. Mm. Um, you know the the Shannons in particular, mm-hmm. particularly on on the events on Sunday. Like all of those guys, Healthway, obviously, yeah. Um, so all of those guys have all banded together and and still throwing their support behind Ross and Jan and Targa West, which is sensational to see. Mm, yeah. So from the outside, from the person looking from the outside, they won't really notice a hell Much of a lot. Different. Yeah, I mean, the, a lot of the stages have disappeared, obviously. But They'll probably see some faster cars because obviously it's going to be open to, you know, some of the more mental things that aren't target compliant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which Particularly up at Ellenbrook. Like, yeah, which would yeah. be a good little spectacle. Yep. Um, you know, but yeah, it, it, it will still be the same sort of noises and feel and, you mm. know, it would just be, obviously it's not the, the full event. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. No, congratulations to those guys for pulling that off, and uh, um, we wish them all the best. And we'll hope, we'll try and get down to Allenbrook at least, or to a couple of. The yeah, and we'll try and have a chat to Ross before it all starts happening again mm, as well. well. Definitely, reach definitely, out to him. So, definitely. well, they had the rally. They had the mid-year rally sprint. Yeah, I don't mm. know when this is going to air, but they had the mid-year rally sprint this weekend, um, and yeah. that was almost a hundred cars, like ninety-five yeah. cars. They had the the passenger ride in the morning, and then the, the actual rally sprint in the afternoon. And it was mental all day. Mm. Shout out to Will White, mate. I'll tell you what, that GTR, I can understand why he got rid of the Evo now, but anyway. Oh, I didn't even know that. He hasn't got the Evo. No, he's, he's still got it, but he's, yeah, he's, it, yeah. he's running a, a 35 Nismo GDR. So. Oh. Insane. Yeah. It's very fast. Insane. Did you say 35? Mm. Yeah. Oh. No, no, 35 R35, R35 Nismo. R35 GTR Nismo. Oh. So, so it's the, the, the 35, the, the full race metal one. Well, yep. it's, yeah, it's just, uh, not quite a GT3 car. 
I need to see this. Yeah. <laughs> I love those. Yeah. It's insane. Like, he took me for a lap down there and I like, mate, they're not going to crash the car just because I'm in it. But that was seriously impressive. <laughs> seriously <laughs> impressive. Very, okay. For a big car, very nimble through the chicanes. Yep. And the braking, how stable it is under braking, just blew me away. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, very yep. impressive. Yep. So I understand yep. why he's up at the pointy end of the field and that thing, that's for sure. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Overall, generally, how is the state of motorsport in, in Western Australia? Like, How do you view that? COVID that? actually helped it, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon. Because yeah. yep. yeah, obviously a lot of people were in that phase of travelling and stuff like that, and they're the, they're the people with capital, so they're like, well, we're, I've got a race car, I'll drag it out of the shed. So, mm. yep. you know, you speak to anyone that had a workshop through the last couple of years that did preparational mods or stuff like that, they were mm. busy. The moment... Yeah. It was very evident that things were we were going to be stuck for a while. Yeah, things just went nuts. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yep. and, and I think all forms of it are going through a resurgence. Mm. You know, like your gravel to have 55 competitors at a state round is fantastic. We had, I think, the most number of entrants at Forest Rally that we've had in the last 15 or 16 years. Um, so to, to actually have those number of entries at gravel events is a testament to where I think motorsport in general is heading mm, yeah um, and circuit was the same that a lot of the classes had a big uptick in numbers mm-hmm. you know some didn't have such a big uptick but certainly yeah, the classes were back to being full and stuff like that so yeah okay yeah yep. it's been a good good yeah like dave said a good resurgence a good couple of years to I suppose sort of bring people back into the sport and yeah give it a bit more life yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I just no. wish none of them were in two wheel drive in the WA Championship. <laughs> then, I might, then I might get some more points. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, look, guys, I don't know if you want to hang around and we'll talk a little bit about. Oh, I mean, for, Todd's going to hear the, the Formula One. I don't know if you want to have a. I'd even oh. watch the race. So oh, there's oh, a lot to talk about on F1 now. Actually, no, sorry. It's, it's I've, silly season. It, it started already, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Actually, sorry. Mm. I've been watching. The brief. I haven't watched many races, but I've been watching all the, the media circus. But, but before you do that, it's remiss of me to not mention all the sponsors for the Oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, I should have brought that up. And that's my yes. fault, and I've literally only just turned over no, the interview. So, Ian, Camille, I do apologise. but um, Sponsors are very important. Just blame me. You'll do it anyway. Ian <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeffrey Motorsport, obviously. Malaga Pit Inspections. So, if anyone wants to get their rally car permitted for proper road use and do it properly, then have a chat to the guys at Malaga Pit Inspections. Ian's, um, I guess, what arguably one of the most recognised brands in WA is Raunchy. Um, and Raunchy Brewing Company are sponsors, and I'm sorry I didn't end the way, so guys, I didn't actually bring the product in. That's all right. So I'm, okay. I'm sure we can sort that out later. Um, Mestor, if anyone's looking for mezzanines in their factory unit, give Pat and the team a shout. And I'll mention it before, but Rightway Industrial, they helped us out big time with um, provision of equipment and telehandlers and helping us move um, the Manitel moving all the lighting towers around. So big mm. shout-out to those guys and obviously um, the support from ASA made it happen as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, thanks to those sponsors. Yeah. Without sponsors, we don't have anything, do we, Todd? No, that's correct. And that's why you're not racing, Todd. You need a sponsor. Yeah, and just I'm crap at probably running a car, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> like last time I ran a car, I hit a barrier. So that was that was a year and a half it ago. did leap out. Yeah. Yeah, I know they're vicious, those things. Um, and I just don't have time. Oh. Poor poor me, I know. Poor excuse. The violin playing excuse. in the background. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah Or is that yeah. the rehearsal studio next door? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's either either. But, uh, Bit of both. Um, yeah, no, I just 
but this beer, so I'm actually thinking I might have a chat to someone. If someone out there wants to run another team, let me know. I may have a car for it, and I can, oh. yeah, I can line a few things you up. Don't have a car that's worth two grand. Everything's times put another zero on no, your, I've got your something life. Else. It's tucked away. Oh, okay, this right. is micro. You know me. I've got I've got stuff all over the place. That's the problem. Okay, I just had to move house, and I had to that yeah reconcile all my cars, and I'm like, uh oh. Please tell me it's a proton satira. <laughs> no. That <laughs> no, might be a starlet. I mean, no, what? Sorry. It might be a what? I missed what Toyota you said. starlet. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Like, fair enough. That that falls into that, that category, I would have thought. Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, mate, have it, did you see how fast the damn things were going down at the motorplex on the weekend? How much horsepower has that one got? Oh, too, too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I know there's no such thing as too much, but I'll tell you what. There, it's there is in that car. Yeah. Oh, mate, when it's blowing the front tires off and going the wrong direction, yeah. Rear yeah. tires. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, no, it's one of the older ones, was it? There's oh, the KP71. 61 or something, yeah. yeah. Don't know, yeah. bloody fast one. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, sequential box, real drive. It is. It's a quick little car. Is that the red one? Yeah, cherries. Yeah. When they were building that, I walked in and I saw it. I went, if that thing lets go on the track, it's just going to pirouette about 20 times <laughs> around <laughs> it because it is such a short wheelbase. Yeah. Yeah. It'll yeah. just go. That's probably the challenge with beers as well, is getting in a car, entering a car that's obviously that's like, you know, has a bit of appeal, some sort of, some sort of cred, but also cheap enough to run and, 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 Reasonably Hand- competitive as and well. And handle fairly well. Mm. Yeah, oh. handling's the big thing. Yeah. Our, our, our power is great, but it's pointless. Coley's kind of one of the great equaliser tracks. Certainly it, racing in street cars, between my car and the t- under two litre cars, there was only two seconds a lap. Yeah. Whereas Wanneroo, it's seven plus. Oh, wow. Um, Collie's not a power track in the long circuit configuration. It's, very, it's, it's a flow track. If you haven't got mm. the right flow... It, you're just going to drop time and short track again. It's it eliminates the power factor out of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like outright power doesn't really make that much of a difference. And you look at the cars that are generally towards the pointy end. Uh, the guys in EgoTech, obviously, was it a VS I think or VR have a Commodore LS configuration. Like they didn't yeah, VS. beat the absolute hell out. Of it. They just drove it consistently all the weekend through. A lot of the other cars, like generally front wheel drive, around the two liter mark. Reasonable power, lightweight. Um, there's a couple of Hondas coming down playing the game. If you can keep the tyres under control and get a good alignment into it and make it nice to drive, because a car that's a pain to drive for a long period of time is obviously going to suck. You know, if it's a pleasure to drive, it just you get a flow going and it's just mm. a, it carry the speed with it. So, and I do work. I know why his tyres walk so well. Because I saw photo after photo after photo <laughs> of it only having three of the damn things on the ground. <laughs> so that's that why certainly they, helps. Yeah, yeah. Co- cocks the inside real tyres. You go around the corners because you just make it a nice compliant car. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the tyres are kind of the limiting factor. So you don't. We've still got a factory road strut. It's admittedly an Evo Eight MR strut, which is better than I suppose a standard Lancer strut. But it's not a coilover. It's not overly sprung. It's yeah. Not on its bum, dragging. Yeah, like it's yeah. just, it complies. It just turns in, does everything it's meant to do. Brakes yeah. nice, turns nice. Pulls out, yeah. The Mirage does seem, or Lancer as well, seems to, seems to be the weapon of choice. I did not, well, I know. There's a few, there's a few. Yeah. yeah front, like I said, front wheel drive, something generally Japanese, even though it excels and stuff like that, yeah. Korean stuff. Like, as long as it's reliable, yeah. that's the key. It's all about the number of laps. Mm. If you can keep plugging lap after lap without having to fix it, change pads, 
swap tires, you know, mm. stuff like yeah. that. That that's the key. As long as you keep the thing maintained and top up the oil on the way through, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as, as we discovered, but you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it, it's you just keep plugging away. Yeah. So. Yeah. Speaking of oil, so the MX-5 doesn't have an oil light or...? It, it did when it ran well, out. I think, doesn't the light <laughs> come on when it's too late? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. sort of, yeah. But even through the corners, maybe it might have just like a little bit of a shadow yeah, there, like a little dimming. We suffered a similar fate. I, I caught it before it threw the, a rod out of the motor, but we, we'd we been using a bit of oil through the whole event um, and we were topping out every stop. Then when we stopped at five in the morning, swapped the brake rotors, topped the oil off, and then every single one of us forgot. After the fact, to check the oil. And yeah. then I hopped in for the last stint at about 12.30 to carry it through to the end. And 20 minutes in, I pulled out of a corner and went, this thing just lost a bunch of power. And I looked at the gauges. Because you don't, unless you're, yeah. you're looking. I mean, you can run a bearing in a matter of minutes. Sort yeah. Of so, yeah. yeah, it was where I was concentrating what was going on. And I just didn't look at the gauges, didn't see if we drove it over the put some oil in it and then sent it out for the last lap so it qualified as a finisher. But, <laughs> you know, like, everyone forgetting, you know, like, yeah. I and forgot, everyone else forgot. And that's the same that had and just yeah. literally didn't check the oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sim- yeah. Simple, simple, simple. But yeah, and it's always the little things that will catch out. Obviously, there's big stuff that breaks, but, yeah, for something like that. Like, the, up until then, the car was flawless. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And I've never been to a post-event presentation where everyone was still grinning. Like they hadn't had sleep, but they just had. I, I a got a ball. couple hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everyone just had a ball. It was yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, great event to be part of. Speaking of that, then do you have to present some sort of driver management plan to the officials to say like? Did you come from an OSNH world? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just <laughs> asking. Like when I when I come reincarnated, I'm coming back as two things: OH and SC expert. Or traffic management. Oh, you're going to be the popular? only two bastards <laughs> that actually make money in this world and make life hell for everyone else. But um, no, no. Nah, but, okay, but, that, but in all seriousness, that is one of the reasons why we actually went to or and made the call to, to actually go to five drivers. Yeah. Um, because if you've at any one time, I don't know how you managed it, um, Denver, but I would imagine there'd be three people awake and potentially yeah. only one or two maybe trying to get some Z's. Yeah, pretty much through the whole event. That's kind of how it panned out. Yeah, there was obviously a period where. We, because we had one of our mates who was just acting as a service crew, so we were able to send, a, you know, three of the guys away. Because we had a team of five. Um, so, yeah, we had a mate who was servicing, and yeah, you send three of the guys away. One was in the car, and then one had hang back, who was, you know, getting in next sort of deal. Um, but we were doing two hour stints just because it worked out nice with the fueling, mm. so that, you know, we could run up to three hours if we wanted on the fuel tank that's in it. Um, but two, hour, two hours is just a nice number. Yeah. yeah it worked out neat. So, yeah, you do your two hours. It, like I was saying, if the car's nice to drive, two hours isn't that much of a, a stretch. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially when you've got a radio playing the tune. Yeah, you know, and like it, obviously you're, you're very alert um, mm. when you're out there. So, yeah, you, you, fatigue's definitely manageable. Um, but, yeah, te- other teams do like an hour and a half. Or yeah. Depending on the, – so the guys that want to chat to them, so they would do three-hour fuel-ups, but they were swapping drives every hour and a half. Yeah, okay. Yep. Because a, a driver swap was only a minute or so on the pits. They drive in, quickly swap, send the car out, whereas the fuel up would take, obviously, the eight minutes. Yep. So that was a, a greater loss, whereas, yeah, we do the, the two hours just because it worked on the fuel efficiency. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, every team had their own little sort of pattern of how they do it and how long they'd run for. And yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, just getting back to that then. So the, the fuel stops, you said, were timed. So no, no matter what, if you came in to change fuel, you had to take eight minutes. Yep. So even if you did it in two 
you were or sitting 20 there seconds like the yeah, mini. Yeah. But you, were, you were sitting there for eight yeah, minutes. Yeah. yeah okay. And it, it was designed, it seriously was about safety. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know whether eight minutes is the right number or whatever, but there was discussion around five and we didn't think that was enough for some of the bigger yeah. bigger cars that needed to put more fuel in. Mm. At the end of the day, you've got to get it out of a jerry can and you can only get or you can only get it out so quickly. Mm. Um, so... If it, it basically removed the refueling as being, um, I guess it was an equaliser. Yes. It was a safety equaliser. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's why that decision was made and that's why the decision has been made to carry that on. Mm. Um, yeah, there may be some discussion around eight minutes after the next event. I, I've no idea. I'll leave that mm. up to Ian to sort out or Ian yeah, to kill okay. um, But I think from a safety perspective, it just makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Is there plans to bring it to Wanneroo at some stage or is Motorplex, uh, Collie Motorplex is... Oh, you'd have to speak to the guys that run it. But, I mean, I couldn't see it happening. Or it's certainly not in a 24-hour, mm. um, just because of the residential encroachment that's going on yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, you know, but Collie's, it's just a perfect location for it. It is, it's far away from everything. There's mining around, so you can make as much noise as you want because the township's already, you know, accepting the fact that there's noise in that location, so you're never going to see anything out there. A lot of people probably don't realise, but the motorplex, Collie motorplex is, what is it about? 18 or 10, something like that, kilometres out of town. It's not, it's not. Yeah, 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not in town, is it? It's yeah, not, it's, no, no, I it's, know it's a fair it's, hike out of town. It's still accessible, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. It's quite easy to get to. Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is out on its own. Um, mm. And it's a very, like, for what we're using it for, very, very good facilities. Mm. So there's, you know, there's four or five rooms that we can use for you know, accommodation for officials. You know, there's a canteen there. There's the club rooms um, yeah. there where you know, Anna and the team were putting on breakfasts and dinners and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a big – the actual club room itself has got a massive heater in it or massive yep. wood fire in it. Um, it's a hall pack wheel, I think. It's yeah. 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 Like yeah. It's huge. Yeah. There. Um, yeah. you know, there's camping facilities on site. There's showers. So as far as that, it, it actually does make sense to have it there. Mm. Um, and again, they're accommodating, you know, more mm. stuff with the formula. But again, yeah. that's yeah. Okay. And, and, and Wanneroo would, um, would definitely favour more powerful cars. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the other downside to it. You know, it, mm-hmm. it would unfairly inhibit other cars that yeah. you know would otherwise at Collie be competitive. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, fair enough. I think Ian's got the formula right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. again, in my first event, but it was bob on. Mm. what there wouldn't be much I'd change if anything. Yeah, I reckon it was yeah. just brilliant. Yeah, I was about to say, as someone I've spectated a lot at Collie over the years, I actually love doing the place. I'm actually spewing I missed out on going re- recently. I've been going there, with, well, Denver. Uh, um, poor Denver has known me for a long time. <laughs> um, but well, I think we've been going there for 20-odd years. Yeah, I've been going there since about 99, 2000. Yeah. And every time I've gone back, it's it's just everything. something's tweaked a bit better and it's just you know, yeah, it's the facilities just, have improved and the crew have got better and, yeah, it's just... The it's tunnel's been a good still venue. there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. The tunnel's yeah, still they, there. They put that tunnel in 10 years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome. Right. That tunnel. <laughs> so for those that are listening who have never been there before, like it, there's a tunnel. Because like, if, they're, if they're racing, you can't, yeah. you can't access the you infield. You cross yeah. the track. Yeah. 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 yeah, and that was the whole reason for it was to allow – so, yeah, so you could get in and out of the vents instead of having to shut down the track, you know, mm. which mm. when yeah, a speed event series or a race meet and stuff like that, they would ha- purposely have to stop what was happening and then mm. – let people out, whereas this, yeah, as long as you're not trying to take a truck out. Get a Winnebago through. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you, can, you can get out. Yeah, you can drive your car with a car trailer on you know, yeah, through yeah. the tunnel. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's not small. It, it's quite a big tunnel for yeah, what yeah. it is. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that also 
the practicalities of that tunnel mean that we can run the short track without shutting it down to change the flag points as well. Mm. So mm. that was another consideration, whereas on long track you can't get to all of those flag points from ah. internal, so you have to go external. Oh, um, so, okay. so that was one of the other considerations that, that we took into account when we actually made the call to run short track yes, only for the 24. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Well, look, guys, I mean, that's, I'm just looking at the time here. We've actually gone... We're we're right on time, so I mean we might we might park Formula One for. Park. All right, guys. Well, look, it's been a pleasure having you back on the podcast, Thank both you. of you together. I don't think you've ever been together. No, on that no we normally no. slide each other yeah, from afar. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm actually right. surprised there hasn't been a Will Smith <laughs> slap going on. But <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, appreciate you coming on, and uh, I know Denver, you just got back today as well, so appreciate that. Yeah, you know, luckily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did actually try and turn the. Airport power off so that he couldn't land. <laughs> yeah, but, I got, um, got him before that, yeah, luckily. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's great to have you guys here. It's really great to see you again. And uh, they can go to www.motorsport.beer. So www.motorsport.beer. Yep. Um, and, yeah, so details about the event on there. So look under the events. It's, it's mm. got the details about the, the Beers 12-hour um, entry form. Um, and you know, regulations if someone's new. 14th of October, make sure you get down to Collie. Support Collie, support yeah. regional yeah. Western Australia, especially the southwest. It's a beautiful part of Western Australia. It's where Broadacre yeah. meets the mining industry, yeah. meets the timber industry. It's really a collective sort of, a lot of industries happening around there. Yeah, tourism yeah. WA. Yeah. Well, it is. It's really a melting pot of different industries Lots down there. there. If you're yeah. in tourism WA, we, we have, you know, Advertised for Albany in the past. Now we're at the Collie. We, yeah, we, 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 we gladly shout I love out. regional Western yeah. Australia. I'd love it. Well, and definitely an area that over the next few years as they go through what's going to happen, that, you know, yeah, they definitely need support. Yeah, well, yeah. not so much support, yeah. just, you know, obviously the WA people to say that, yeah, okay, there is stuff outside, obviously the, the coal industry, mm. yeah, yeah. tourism or, you know, mm. supporting the track and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Wellington Dam, Black Diamond yeah. Lake, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, just for summer, like awesome spot. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Spot and it's on the to. doorstep of you know a lot of um, you know it's not no, it's not too far away from a lot of orchards and and a lot of farming sort of. You know, mm. it's close. Mm. A bunch of wineries. Yeah. It's only mm. really it's a couple of hours from Perth. Mm. Nowadays, it's actually a very easy drive to get down there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, Thank thanks you. for coming in. Great to have you here. We'll see you in the next one. Oh, right. Thank you. Take yeah. care. See ya. And podcasting across iTunes and talkandpower.com.au.